Welcome to Today on Broadway for Friday, August 30th, 2019. I'm Broadway World's Matt Tamanini. And I'm arts and culture writer Ashley Steves. Ashley, a couple uh, 54 Below related announcements I want to first remind everybody about Invisible the Musical. I know, don't we all? Um, The Invisible the Musical concert is going to happen on Monday, Labor Labor Day, directed by Mark Kudish, starring Christina Alabato. You can hear all about the evolution of this show over multiple years on the Making a Musical podcast uh, that Jennifer McHugh and I did. I'll have a link to that in the show notes as well as a link to buy tickets. And then another show that I wanted to point out on uh, at 54 Below. This is a show that has been planned for multiple months, apparently, yeah. but was just announced yesterday, which, it, and it says, it says specifically in the description on 54 Below, this is not, underlined and italicized, a last-minute substitution. <laughs> um, but Bonnie Milligan and Natalie Walker will be doing a show together on Friday, September 6th, directed by the one and only Robbie Rizal. Um, if it's a really, really funny, um, but, uh, you might notice that there was another concert by a Broadway legend supposed to happen there. Um, said Broadway legend, Mr. John, uh, John Collum is under the weather. So he had to reschedule, um, his, uh, his dates at 54 below. And this, although had been planned for months as Mm -hmm. the title of the show says, um, is going in there. So if you, we mentioned the videos, from Robbie's Tuesdays at 54 with Bonnie and Natalie earlier this week. So now they're doing a whole show that they're throwing together in like eight days. So this should be fun. Uh, I want to be there. Uh, you're doing my job for me. This is all cabaret news. So. <laughs> I know. Well, this I talked now, to Robbie. This is now a cabaret podcast. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure we could come up with that on Broadway Radio. But I'm I talked to Robbie. I'm here for it. Okay, let's do hey, it. James, yeah. are you listening? James, um, please. <laughs> yeah. So I talked to Robbie a little bit yesterday, and he said he's exhausted already, and now they're doing this, so it should be uh, uh, should be a ton of fun. So uh, get tickets hardest, to both Invisible. Hardest working man in showbiz. Absolutely. So get tickets to Invisible the Musical. Get tickets to Bonnie Milligan and Natalie Walker. We're always supposed to do a show on September 6th and have been planning it for months. That is the literal name. <laughs> of this show and i love it so much perfect yeah okay all right uh ashley we have yeah. um shockingly a poop ton of news to Me get too. to yeah and um i don't know how because literally we i saw michael riedel's column drop literally while we were getting ready to hit mm-hmm. record so yeah. we're gonna get to that uh, in uno momento por favor uh, about 10 minutes ago for context no not even i don't even think it's been that long but uh, okay so Let's get into the other news first. Ashley, obviously, everyone who knows you Mm. knows that you've been waiting for a certain Sondheim-related announcement to come for weeks now. And we've been thinking it's been coming for weeks. Yeah. Yeah. And while it might have been partially spoiled online yesterday, and Mm -hmm. we might talk about part of it in this Riedel-related column, you're Mm going to have to cut up some watermelon and wait a little while longer for that one. (laughs) That joke's going to make a lot more sense here in about five minutes. Um, Because yesterday, I wrote that joke before Riedel's column came out, and uh, it's becoming uh, very prescient here. Anyway, so because yesterday we got a different Sondheim-related announcement that drew uh, very mixed opinions on the Twitter. And um, that announcement, of course, has to do with the reporting of the fact that Ben Platt and his IRL BFF Beanie Feldstein will be playing Franklin Shepard and Mary Flynn, respectively, in a film adaptation of Stephen Sondheim in George Firth's Merrily We Roll Along. But 
there is a catch. The film will be directed by Academy Award nominee Richard Linklater, and he will be returning to a trick that won him great acclaim with 2014's Boyhood. Since Merrily starts when the characters are in their 40s and ends when they are in their 20s, obviously moving backwards in time, Linklater will begin shooting the film backwards and will continue to do so over the next 20 years. So the film will presumably be released in 2040-ish. Wow, you thought it's taken a long time for us to get the uh, Wicked <laughs> casting uh, announcement. But um, now, Ashley, the responses mm. online were either extreme excitement yeah. or extreme snark. Uh, obviously, that this is a very or a ambitious... Bit of or a bit of both, yeah. Yeah, it, I thought the snark was a little unnecessary, but mm -hmm. we'll get to that, I, I guess, here in a second. But um, it's very ambitious, but 20 years is a long time. 20 years is I, a long time. Yeah, I personally love just the sheer audacity of this. It's great, uh, yeah. Yeah, especially since, like, Ben and Beanie are, like, childhood best friends. Mm -hmm. So, like, this couldn't be more perfect. You know they're going to love working together right. every year or every few years, however they decide to do this. My only real issue is, come on now, Ben Platt's a Charlie. He's Oh, absolutely. And that was really the thing about it where I was, like, sorry? Because the article said he would be, he would play the lead, and I was obviously like, oh, so Charlie, of course, like forgot Frank exists and everything. Well, very, the, the way that yeah, the way the articles, Charlie, yeah, the way the articles written, it's a little confusing. He didn't come out and say he's playing Franklin, right? But he literally describes lead. yeah, he describes Frank, and then says you know it's a, it's about two best friends like they kind of forget yeah. charlie which is a little weird it's obviously written not by a theater person it came from the website collider which is a movie site um but a lot of the snark actually had to do with people like well first off richard linkletter is 59 years old he which would be 79 absurd. when they finish filming yeah. um so he might die i even said like to you and i did i didn't mean it snarkily i meant it seriously mm -hmm. like Think about like getting 15 years into this project and something happening sure. to one of the actors. Like that's frightening to me. I would be so nervous for the next two decades. But a lot of people were also snarking about like you're you're more optimistic that the world will exist in 20 years than I am, and you know, and and stuff like that. Yeah, um, I mean, it's, it's the world is full of catastrophists at the moment. So yes. I mean. I wasn't huge in a lot of the Twitter discourse, but evergreen comment. I think. Yeah, I'm watching a lot of Six Feet Under rewatch right now, so I'm all like, everybody dies as it is. But I mean, honestly, everybody dies. Might as well just do the projects you want to do. <laughs> totally, and it, and if it doesn't ever come out because the world ends, so yeah. what? You had fun doing it in the meantime. But exactly. I saw this tweet from from Jen Tepper, who obviously has a, a long relationship with. Um, uh, Merrily We Roll Along because mm -hmm. she named one of her signature series after a line from yes, Merrily We Roll Along. Um, and it was in all caps. And she said, this is what George Firth always wanted. Yes. Everyone thinking about what the next 20 years of their life will be like. Yes. And th that struck me as so beautiful, Ashley. Mm -hmm. Like, that's right. That's what Merrily is about, is looking at your life. Granted, Merrily is doing it backwards mm -hmm. and, and looking at the things that led you to where you are right. and how it's changed you. But this is giving us an opportunity to think 20 years from now, what's my life going to be like? What's the yeah. life of these actors going to be like? What's the world going to be like? And I just felt that amidst all the chaos and all the cantankerous 
responses. Like, right. leave it to Jen Tepper to come up with something really beautiful always, and touching through it always. all. Yeah. And look, 90% of my brain is occupied by how they could do screen adaptations of Sondheim shows without screwing them up. <laughs> I think if they're going to do a Merrily adaptation, which, you know, a lot of people will think that's an odd choice because they haven't even really gotten the stage version right yet, the last off-Broadway mm-hmm. revival being as close to right as it gets. I think this is the way to do it. <laughs> what? <laughs> Agree to disagree. I know. (laughs) But I do think this is the way to do it. I can see it being significantly suited better for screen than stage, especially if they're doing these huge link Letarian, I guess, time lapses. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I can't can't help but have a major existential crisis thinking about, you know, it's going to come out in 2039. Like, that's not a real year, but I at least have something to look forward to if we're going to be catastrophists about it as the earth burns down. I'll be honest with you. I really had no intention of living that long. So uh, I guess that's what I tweeted as I well. I mean, I guess I'm going to have to. I'm going to I'm going to have to now. Damn it. Um, anyway, so <laughs> I, I look, you can do the whole Marvel aging and de-aging thing with cgi nowadays which is fine but i just think there's something really elegant about making the decision to do this yeah over 20 years i I, it just strikes me as as kind of a really elegant beautiful ambitious audacious project that i think befits a Stephen Sondheim show. Agreed. And as you said, people are going to look at their lives over the next 20 years. And when this comes out, they're going to look backwards 20 years, which very much the intention of Merrily, as you said. Yeah, especially because I don't think Ben Platt or Beanie Feldstein are going anywhere over the next 20 years. So it's not. not like it's going to be these two, like, random people who had something going on in the late 20 teens and now they're nobodies anymore i think these two are going to be around in the public consciousness and will only become bigger stars by then so if there's any justice yeah so okay so ashley we Mm. got through the one big story we were planning on talking about yeah let's get to mr real because Uh. last night in the new york post just a scant 15 minutes or so ago he posted probably his biggest blockbuster uh column since he moved to the radio show and i'm going to run through it piece by piece because there is a lot in here first up as he has mentioned before was a possibility he reporting he's reporting now that the lehman trilogy will be coming to broadway's niederlander theater this fall again directed by sam mendes uh it had a sold out uh run at park avenue armory which i saw um then it went it started in London, went to Park Avenue Armory, then went back to London, just finished up this past week. It and will been screening be coming it too. Yeah, it's been screening through NT Sold Live. Out screenings, yeah. Yeah, so it is coming back to Broadway to the Nederlander Theater. I I think that's a good venue for it. It needs a very mm-hmm. large venue yeah, uh, to work. So very excited about that. Then he moves on to another topic, the musical adaptation of Mr. Saturday Night, which was the Bill Billy Crystal movie. He is co-writing the show and He's going to star in it. This uh, show is going to feature a a score by Jason Robert Brown and Amanda Green. Mm -hmm. According to Michael Riedel's sources, the score is fantastic. In fact, he says terrific. And the Nederlanders are producing. So keep an eye out for that one. Then he goes on to talk about something that's been circulating the Broadway blogosphere and Twitter sphere for a while. Is that the plan is to put the... um, 
Hugh Jackman and Sutton Foster Music Man into the Winter Garden Theater. And they, they originally that plan seemed fine because Beetlejuice was going to get destroyed on opening night and no one mm. was going to go see it except right. for oops that's yeah. not the case yeah um Riedel now says is that the beetlejuice producers are talking to the schubert's about finding a different theater for beetlejuice to move to so that um the music man can have the winter garden theater rather than just closing up shop and ending the run speaking of that apparently scott rudin also of the music man is going to be moving one of his newest shows andrew lloyd weber's cinderella into the schubert theater where where Scott Rudin's current big hit, To Kill a Mockingbird, is currently running. And because he's Scott Rudin and it's the producers in their clothes, they are planning to move that show to another theater as well. Oh, oh so, how I love Broadway musical chairs. I know. Well, and here's something actually that I partially talked to you about before we started recording, before this article even came out. But yeah. um, this is half what I've heard, half not what I've heard. But apparently Tootsie is looking to end up closing at the Marriott Marquis Theater. And Riedel just kind of posits that potentially Andrew Lloyd Webber and Tim Rice's Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat Revival, which is currently in London, mm -hmm. could be the thing that takes its place. I've heard um, that it is possible to be a different show right, a different show that we is were talking about yeah and that particular show is going to have to wait on its director to finish working on a project that we're going to talk about here later in the show so if you can put two and two together and figure that out good for you and then ashley finally it's yes. at the very bottom of Riedel's article but it's yes. at the top of your heart i am yes. sure <laughs> we we discussed android weber before getting to this <laughs> two shows was, that two was, andrew lloyd weber i shows. know so now let's get to santa yeah thank you. okay so um <laughs> Michael Riedel confirms that not only will Stephen Sondheim be represented on Broadway this year with a revival of West Side Story, which we already knew, but the long-rumored Broadway revival of Company coming from London's West End will be arriving coming up in the spring. It will star Patti Lapone uh as mm. joanne which she's played both in new york and in london before yep. the producers had wanted anne hathaway to play bobby which is right. something that i've teased on this show multiple times yeah. but anne hathaway had to go off and get pregnant and that obviously the selfish i know no of course i don't want to make jokes about <laughs> no. women getting pregnant that's not cool especially yeah, in please. the uh post shuffle along uh era that we oh, live in Lord, yeah. but um that did create a bit of a, a an issue with trying to figure it out. This is not in Regal's column. This is what I've heard is that Rosalie Craig, who was the star in London, was very much the person who Patti Lapone wanted to come over with it. So much right, so right. that they said, okay, Rosalie, here's our schedule. Let's sign the papers. Except Rosalie had a either a TV or a film commitment that she could not work her way yeah, out of. TV. TV. Um, and she couldn't do it to fit with the schedule. And the producers didn't want to have their star in the middle of the Tony season yeah. be gone for three to four weeks. So they moved on. They... Uh, they auditioned a ton of Broadway leading ladies. They mm -hmm. offered it to one Broadway leading lady who I am told passed. Um, she had some other family related things she wanted to focus on. So mm -hmm. instead, this tease that I mentioned earlier is going to make a whole lot more sense because Michael <laughs> Riedel is reporting that Tony winner Katrina Lenk will be playing Bobby yes, indeed. in the Broadway revival of Company. Now, actually, we've been sitting on this news for God knows how long. <laughs> 
Uh, um, a few weeks. A few weeks. A yeah. few weeks. And so I, I and, can and confirm this is something. And it's come, come in waves, too. Like, we've yes. discussed it privately that we knew, well, you knew, told me. And then, like, a couple weeks later, it seemed that all of social media found out. And then it had another wave yesterday. So it's been a very yeah. interesting run so far. Yeah, I don't know if because of some social media things that happened on the Broadway World message board and elsewhere, mm -hmm. and then Riedel's column, I don't know if this is going to prompt the producers to release um, uh, an actual casting announcement today or not. Uh, the plan was originally to announce it a couple of weeks ago, then it was this past Tuesday. Um, I would have assumed Which that they would have instead... Which multiple times and broke I my know. heart. I'm sorry. <laughs> I would imagine they would have... I was thinking that they wouldn't do it until after the holiday, but all right. of this hubbub about it might do it. And I will tell you, as exciting as Katrina Link is uh, mm -hmm. playing Bobby, I do not think that that is the only thing that is going to get people excited from this right. casting announcement. Yeah. So just keep an eye out for that. So Ashley, Matt. that's a ton of news. That that's is a nice. crap ton of stuff. Um, but good for Rito for finally getting out of his slump and giving us something to work with. Oh, and, you know, all of the news that you could ever imagine. He didn't just come with one show. It came with, totally. what, four or five major shows that are coming up? And, yeah. you know, my heart is invested thoroughly in the last one. But there's some really interesting things that seem like they're coming into their eyes and both what we've talked about on air and before the show started. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm very excited about all of that. So we'll see if any of these things do eventually get confirmed before or after Labor Day. But um, I think uh, a lot of these are going just, to be things that we talk about very, in, very just soon. Just wait in on that announcement. I really do. <laughs> I don't. I'm I'm fifty fifty of thinking that their hand has been forced or that they're going to wait still till after Labor Day because now it seems that everybody knows. So might as well wait another three days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and there's a lot of big time decision makers who've already fled Midtown and are in Martha's mm -hmm. Vineyard or the Hamptons or the yeah. Poconos or wherever rich people go in the Northeast uh, for yeah. Labor Day weekend. But but we will see. But all right, so let's get through the rest of this news real quick, Ashley. First up, I want to send a, a recommendation out to this video that um, the Mean Girls tour um, did their press uh, presentation yesterday and they did a performance of Fearless. And one, I want to recommend it because it's a really great performance. Like I'm really excited to see this cast, but two, if you watch to the end of the video, the ending to this song is different than it is on Broadway. Apparently they decided to resort, resort back to the DC out of town tryout ending to this song, which instead of having, um, uh, Regina George come in and have a little argument back and forth with Katie um, about gym class or whatever. They decided to give another verse to the song to focus on Katie. So it's kind of interesting that this show is still running on Broadway, still doing a million bucks a week, mm -hmm. but they're going to tweak it a little bit for the road. I think it's interesting because uh, now Benjamin, who is the, uh, the, uh, the lyricist on this show, she is known to tweak her shows uh, right. legally blonde, which she wrote with her husband, um, Lawrence O'Keefe, who continually has not stopped tweaking Heather's since the moment right. it closed. Um, so it's interesting that these two like to tweak their shows, but check out that video. It's a lot of fun. And then finally, Ashley, yesterday, the American Theater Wing announced the performers for their annual gala this year, celebrating the legacy of Jonathan Larson and the Larson family. The event will take place on Monday, September 6th at Cipriani on 42nd Street and the Entertainment 
entertainment will feature the work of composers and lyricists who have been recipients of the Jonathan Larson grants, including Kirsten Childs, Joe Iconis, Michael R. Jackson, Bench Paskin, Justin Paul, Shayna Taub, and of course, Jonathan Larson. Performers will inclu- include Brandon Victor Dixon, Nikki M. James, the cast of the Jonathan Larson Project, including Nick Blameyer, Lauren Marcus, Andy Mientis, Krista Rodriguez, and Jason Tam, who is filling in for George Salazar, who will be doing uh, Little Shop in Pasadena at the time. Also performing will be the cast of the world premiere of Joe Iconis' Love and Hate Nation, as well as Daphne Rubin Vega, Freddie Walker, and other members of the original Rent Company. The gala is being produced by Broadway Radio's own Lauren Class Schneider. And if you would like to get, yeah, if you would like to purchase tickets to the event, we will have a link in the show notes. I'm sure they are super expensive, but sounds like a wonderful wonderful event absolutely go support the cause i think jen tepper is directing it too i believe she tweeted that that would make sense yeah with the, all those people <laughs> yeah uh, yes here it is uh, jennifer ashley tepper will serve as producer and director of the concert yeah. portion of the evening with music direction by natalie tenenbaum the musicians blah blah, blah goes on from there so very cool, very cool. All right, that's all the news we have this week. I'm glad that we could finish it on a high note. Ashley. All the news. Yeah, all the news. Thank you so much for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWW Matt. Ashley, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at No, this is Ashley. Okay, James and company will be back on Sunday with This Week on Broadway. Instead of having Today on Broadway on Monday, since it is Labor Day, mm-hmm. we will be having a new episode of, of Tell Me More where I talk with Kyle Taylor. Parker and KTP as many people know him and I gotta tell you if you do not have his new album Broadway Soul Volume 1 you need to get it it is magical and it is wonderful and I love it uh, so much Uh, so check us out on Monday then Ashley and I I believe we'll be back to talk to you on Tuesday Hi folks, this is Ashley again. So it's true, the news never stops. And Matt and I finished up recording this episode, both got on Twitter and ended up texting each other literally simultaneously about some clarifications that came out in regards to the Merrily We Roll Along film that we discuss in the episode. As we talk about here, the initial reports were a little vague and made it sound like Ben Platt would be playing the role of Franklin Shepard. But as we were recording, Platt tweeted out an article from The Hollywood Reporter that announced officially that Blake Jenner will be starring in the film in the role of Frank. Jenner, for those uninitiated, was on Glee after winning season two of The Glee Project and was most recently off-Broadway in the new group Cyrano. Platt will be playing Charlie Kringus, which in Ben's words, quote, she's always been a Charlie, honey, end quote. All is right in the world. (laughs) And as previously incorrectly reported, Beanie Feldstein will be playing Mary Flynn. We'll have that news updated in the show notes for you to check out. Have a happy and safe Labor Day weekend, everyone, and we'll be back with more news on Tuesday. 